Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as bring me the news, zone coverage, and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. And we do this every Monday and Thursday, or like sometime later in the week, uh, right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify and podcast form the very next day. And however you consume us, don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. We send the word to the masses. Adam, Glad to have you back. Uh, even more glad it appears the kids did not burn down your house unless uh, you are broadcasting from your car right now and just put up the right. uh, the background uh, you know, over the back seat. So uh, you never, congratulations. You never know. You never know. Yeah, I, uh, more more surviving than thriving for sure the last few days. Um, but uh, yeah, I made it. Uh, you know, I don't know how single parents the last few days have been. So exhausting, but taking care of a three and a four year old by yourself. Um, but yeah, I made it. And uh, probably what helped me get through those these last few days was uh, all the like fun Viking stuff that's been going on and come out of the, the game from Sunday from their win. All, all this stuff about Josh Dobbs and everyone's like, I think I saw Good Morning Football was like, the, Vi- the Vikings are for real. Like this, this team is like, and I'm like, guys, like, come on. We, We've been here before let's let's take a little breather okay they, it was a great win i don't want to like take any steam out of that but uh they still have what eight eight games to go long time let's go one, people one game are, at a time people are like to say. already being like you're way too negative like no no i i mean i think it's just being realist just yeah. you know sitting here and going like i feel like the vibes are really high right now and they sure. should be. I mean, winning four straight games, that's enough to inject some purple Kool-Aid in your veins yeah. and the way in which they've done it. I mean, Justin Jefferson on the injured list. Did you have them going 4-0 without Justin Jefferson? Yeah. Tra- like, trade him. Yep. Trade uh, him. Imagine if you go back <laughs> like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Addison's the number one receiver. Go get your quarterback. Um, <laughs> imagine going back like a month ago when Justin Jefferson was hurt and be like, yeah, you're going to be uh five and four. Oh, by the way, Kirk Cousins is going to tear his Achilles, too, but yeah. you're still going to win. It, it's yeah. just not going to matter. Like, I I don't think I would have believed you, but yeah. uh, here are the Vikings. Yeah. And Darisaw is going to be hurt, um, you know, and you're going to lose your second running back. Uh, you know, your third receiver is going to get hurt again to like there was a lot going against them last week and they pulled it out and kevin o'connell is a big big reason why if he wasn't their coach i don't, I don't think they would have even had probably a chance last week like if it was, you know not to rip on zimmer but i he doesn't care about the offense that much to like um or i don't even know if he had a coordinator that was as smart as someone like kevin o'connell to just like quickly translate a long play um through the headset within like 15 seconds to get you know give josh dobbs kind of an idea of what he's going to be looking at um i don't know if that would have been capable without anybody 
other than Kevin O'Connell. I know Sean McVay has been known to do that before with like Jared Goff. Um, but last week was just, and I don't know if a, if a, if another quarterback could have done that because Josh Dobbs is very smart. We know, we know he's a aerospace engineer major or whatever at, uh, Tennessee. He's a rocket scientist. Um, and he's just a really smart dude. So, um, that those two proved to be a good combination. And I'm going to think that he's going to know a few more plays this weekend when they play against the Saints. Well, according to Arthur Smith, you know, like being a quarterback is like a rocket scientist, right? You know, developing one, there's processes and procedures. And sometimes you have like that dude had a five minute answer about why B. John Robinson is not getting touches. And it like should have just been, well, you see, I had the under. Um, (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Did I? I don't know. Like, yeah, I I don't think it would surprise anybody if uh, Arthur Smith had some outside influences as far as his personnel usage. But that's another topic for another day. Was Calvin Ridley on his team when he was a coach when he got suspended? I think he was like maybe the first year. Might have been the first year. This is his third year, right? Yeah, I think it was his first year. <laughs> Calvin Ridley was like, hey, man, if you need, if you need some advice, I'm your guy. Arthur um, Smith's like, put me down for this. He's, Ridley's like, yeah, I got, I got you. I got you. I got you, boss. And um, Arthur Smith's like, whoa, 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 what is he doing? <laughs> well, what, where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about Josh Dobbs or Justin Jefferson? I'll I'll let you get I'll I'll give you the option around here. Well, let's just go with the the top top story. Josh Dobbs right now. He's 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 the bell of the ball right now in in Minnesota and uh, for good reason. And uh, they and unlike the Cardinals, the Vikings already have his jersey in the shop. So they've already his TikTok is incredible. I don't watch a lot of TikTok, oh, yeah. but I've seen I like I see my TikTok clips on Twitter because like I feel like if I actually watch TikTok, like I would just burn like two hours just lickety split and be like, well, there goes my day. Um, but yeah, his TikTok is very good. He had that one uh, where he put his face on the Creed <laughs> halftime performer flying through the air. Uh, NASA dubbed him the pastronaut earlier this week. And uh, dudes are like shaving their eyebrows off at this point for attention, which good for you. I mean, play your creed and look like a moron for a week. Uh, that's not a bad thing. Dobbs was also named the MVP of the week, which is Nickelodeon's most valuable trip player, also known as the Mitch Trubisky Award. Uh, and he got slime Kevin O'Connell, which uh, cool. I mean, I don't know. I was I was a big Nickelodeon guy back in the day. I don't really you know what they do now, but it's like mm, ADD cartoons. SpongeBob. It's, like, it's just all day, every day, pretty much still. <laughs> that's that's it's instead of Nick Tunes, it's like Nick Tune, yeah. where it's just like, yeah. yeah, we're just going to play SpongeBob yeah. all the time. Um, you weren't here on Monday, right. so I'm going to ask you straight up: What did you think of Josh Dobbs' performance against the Falcons? Um, at first, uh, did not look good. Because he had the safety, and uh, I think did he have another turnover too? Or um, yeah, yeah, he had that. It was a weird fumble interception thing. They called it a fumble, but I think it was an interception. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know. Um, so yeah, at first it was like uh, that wasn't good, and then I think maybe Kevin O'Connell was like, "All right, we can't, we can't run the same place that we run with Kirk Cousins or even Jaron Hall with Josh." Dunn. Are are you saying he adapted? Holy shit! Yeah, in, what a constant in game. You know, it's weird. Some some coaches do that. Brian Flores might even do that. Um, So, yeah. And then I think the kind of turning point was was either fourth down or third down. And they were um, driving in the Falcons, like, red zone or at least close to it. And and Dobbs pretty much had that crazy, like, it was like an all-out blitz and he escaped it. 
and kind of ran to the side. Um, and Cam Akers delivered that huge block before he tore his Achilles. Um, and and Dobbs gained like 20, 25 yards. And then after that, I think they he threw the touchdown to Madison. And then after that, I was like, all right, whatever. This kid's going to like just do whatever he wants. Like no matter what, if, if they're down, like when they were down 28, 24, I, I was... I was pretty confident they could come back because they were because the Falcons weren't really they didn't they weren't really stopping them once he once the once the Vikings kind of figured out how to move the ball on them they Falcons couldn't really do anything about it um, other than you know lead with their head and knock people out and not get ejected um, but uh, yeah I, I liked what I saw from Dobbs I also liked what I saw from Jaron Hall you know he wasn't out there for a long time but he looked like he belonged out there. And that's when you see someone when you see someone like, I don't know, like a Kellen Mond or even a Sean Mannion who goes out there and they just look like they've they have no idea what they're doing or where anyone is on the field. Jaron Hall looked like he knew where guys were. You know, if, if someone wasn't open, he ran it and that didn't turn out so well. But and I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, Jaron Hall deserves to be the starter when he's healthy. I'm like, no, no, he doesn't. Like Josh Dobbs just like put that team on his back and. There is no way you can bench him, especially after that post game uh, speech when you know they're raising him in the air and he'd be like, oh, "Okay, now you're the backup." No, that's not that's not that's, <laughs> that's not that's not how things go. Pick up the clipboard. Yeah. come on. But the good thing is, I feel like you know, moving forward with Jaron Hall, you can feel confident in case someone like Josh Dobbs gets hurt because his playing style is a little more reckless than other people's, so he's more probably prone to injury. But you can feel confident in someone like Jaron Hall coming in and get up to slack and having to start a few games if he has to. So I think that's like the positive you can take of from the Hall thing. So I'm like, I've seen a lot of people be like, Jaron Hall should start when he's healthy. And like, no, he shouldn't. Like Josh Dobbs just went, he's NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Like <laughs> you can't just sit him after that. Um, and he's only probably going to get better because that was his first game and he had no idea what the playbook was. He didn't even know guys' names. He was like getting high fives from people and he's like, yeah, thanks. I, I don't know who you are. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, you can't, you can't sit him on the bench after that. So it'll be, it'll be curious to see, you know, everyone will be, eyes will be on him. Focus will be on him. Pressure will be on him. Dobbs, uh, to see if he can perform again. Um, it's got a little Case Keenum-esque kind of feeling, you know, can you, can you, you know, keep riding this, this. Take me higher? Yeah, this, this, <laughs> yeah, can you take us higher? Can you ride this horseshoe? How, how long can you ride it? Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm. I liked what I saw from Josh Dobbs, and I think I'm excited to see if if he can continue to play the way he played last week. You know, I think Phil Mackey mentioned this on Monday, but I, I'll reiterate it here because there's so many different universes that game could have turned out. Like, yeah. what happens if Kirk Cousins never gets hurt? Yep. What happens if Jaron Hall uh, has to play more yep. than one possession? Like, how does that go? Um, Josh Dobbs coming in, you know? I, I mean, there were just... It's like a choose-your-own-adventure novel, and the Vikings chose the right one where... Josh Dobbs getting raised on his teammates' shoulders. I mean, it, it's such a fun story, and I think it was like an energy boost to this Vikings team because, I mean, coming off of the Green Bay game, I, I think everybody was just kind of down and just being like, all right, there goes the season. And to get that win, to get that four straight win and be over 500 in a conference that nobody really scares me right no. now. Like even, even the Eagles right now, I mean, I hate the thought of going to Philadelphia, sure, yeah. but I mean – if it weren't for the tush push, are they a good team? <laughs> like, like honestly, that might be the only reason they're good because a, they're the only team that can do it. And B, every other team tries to do it and they wind up shooting themselves in the foot. Like nobody knows how that works. And it's just like, everybody keeps trying to do it. And it's like, all right. I, th I think I saw they did. They're doing like different, very different 
I'm mixing it up a little bit now too. Like they're they're faking the tush push sometimes and like handing off to like right. a guy in the backfield and like so, you know. I mean, just run that play every time. See, if, it's like the triple option. See if you can if you can stop it. Army Navy. Yeah, just uh, triple option everywhere, and it's like seven to six. Yeah. Jarek McKinnon too. But, he ran that, and um, when he was playing, was it Georgia Southern? I think he played there. Yes, yeah. Georgia Southern Sunbelt. Yeah. NCAA football. Oh uh, yeah. Just uh, fire that up. Um, here's my other question. So, so you think Josh Dobbs should continue to be the starter? I agree with you yeah. there. What about beyond this season? Because I think if Josh not, and like he could come out and totally like look like he's never played football before on Sunday, like that is within the realm of possibilities. Because yeah. he had good games with the Cardinals too, and then he also had bad games with the Cardinals. Um, if he is serviceable if he is adequate like let's say he leads the vikings to the playoffs maybe they win a playoff game mm-hmm. like does josh dobbs have a chance to be the viking starter in 2024 oh yeah for sure these next these next you know eight games are are critical to that you know becoming an actual possibility but yeah there's certainly a chance um i think one he would be a lot cheaper than bringing back Kirk Cousins. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Kirk Cousins, he's going to take a, a discount. He wanted to take one last year, so he'll, he'll take one to come back. It's like, okay. But but what was the discount Yeah, last right, year? right, right. It's still, he's still going to want... We don't know the exact He's number. still going to want a fully guarantee, so that's not really a discount. Um, and plus he has the... If he resigns, he still has, I think, $7 million in dead cap is added on to like the next few years. Um, so there's that too. Um, but Josh Dobbs, he gives you that, that flexibility to, you know... If he spends an entire offseason with with the Vikings to to learn their offense and build better connections with their with their pass catchers and everything, I think that's you know look at look at something like Geno Smith. Like he 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 had a quarterback competition with with what Drew Locke last season before last mm-hmm. season. He won it and then he had an awesome season. He got paid um, and now he's having like you know a career resurgence. Could that be something that that happens to Josh Dobbs? Sure. But I think Josh Dobbs gives you that opportunity to start him and also draft somebody to eventually become your longtime starter. And also at the same time, maybe Josh Dobbs does become your longtime starter and you trade away that pick. Like, you know, you look at way back in the day when the, what the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he was a second round pick. Um, and so everyone's like, oh, he's going to replace Tom Brady eventually. And Tom Brady's like, uh, no, he's not. I'm going to play for 19 more years. So he's not going to replace me. And they traded Garoppolo to the Niners and got what first or second round pick back. So um, that could be a scenario too. So like it just allows them to do a lot more different things, and I think bring back and it allows the offense to be more versatile too. Like Kevin O'Connell's got to be like you know just licking his chops to think of plays that he can run now with someone like Josh Dobbs who can just you know get out of the pocket and do all these different things that he wasn't able to do with Kirk Cousins. Now Kirk Cousins can do things that Josh Dobbs can't do as well. But I think just having Dobbs gives you, you know, just a whole different ability to to run things that you couldn't before with with Kirk Cousins. But as far as Josh Dobbs in twenty twenty four, yeah, I think there's a chance. Um, but you know, there's still a long way to go until uh, next season, next off season, even. Um, and who knows if Josh Dobbs even would want to sign? Perhaps you know the Vikings. May, maybe he plays so well he gets out of their price range and he goes to sign with someone else. But um, I think he's definitely a possibility. For sure. It almost creates the same situation the Vikings were in in 2018, yeah. right? Yeah. So if Josh Dobbs succeeds, because you had Case Keenum, um, I, I, you know, it was like they had three different options, right? I think it was Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford, 
Keenum. Who was the uh, Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins. So they had four different right. options. And then they chose sign Kirk Cousins. Well, I, I mean, they have the Bradford. same amount of options. Should have gone with Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bradford, what he signed a one year, $20 million deal and his like knee the just Cardinals. disintegrated in yeah. dust. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that wasn't the best idea. Um, you know, the Vikings could use Dobbs as leverage mm-hmm. in this situation because I mean, I think what's going to happen, and this is, this is just my prediction. I think Kirk's going to pull something that is similar to what he did back in 2018 when he signed with the Vikings, where he had that whole video. It documented his whole decision-making process. Uh, He wanted to be in Minnesota, but he called the Jets one last time to like get a couple extra bucks. Like, you know, people have done that at jobs all the time where it's just like, Hey, uh, yeah, the Jets are offering me three extra million. Can we, okay. You don't want to do quite that, but that, okay. I was going to take that job anyway. Like, I think that is the ultimate end game because I think a lot of the people at TCO performance center want Kirk Cousins back next season. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be so we want you back so badly that they're going to be like $40 million a year guaranteed until the end of time. Like they're not going to do that. But I mean, like you said, this is like the Keenum situation where maybe you sign Josh Dobbs to a one or two year deal that you can get out of fairly quickly. And then go ahead and maybe you're developing Jared Hall behind him. Maybe you're, you know, I think this draft's similar to that 2018 draft where you're going to have a lot of names and somebody is just going to fall for a bizarre reason. 2018, it was, yep, Lamar Jackson, because everybody thought he should play wide receiver or something. Like, is is Bo Nix going to fall because, oh, well, he went to Oregon or like he's old or is Michael Penix? going to fall to the end, you know, back half of the first round and, uh, you know, wind up being, I, I think he's this year's Hendon hooker, but, um, that is another story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think there's going to be a quarterback that falls into that late half of the first round where it's like, let's take a flyer on this dude. Let's see what we can get. See if he can add some production because at the end of the day, the Vikings still have a lot of people to pay especially if they want to bring Daniel Hunter back. Yeah. And yeah. I think that Josh Dobbs, he could be a stopgap if, you know, Kirk Cousins does want $40 million a year as a discount. Yeah, the Daniel Hunter thing, it's interesting too because that, that will be a factor because he's, he's what, he's 30, so he's five or six years younger than Kirk Cousins, or at least he will be when, you know, free agency starts. Would you rather invest in him who is currently leading the league in sacks and thriving in this Brian Flores defense. That's another factor too, like Brian Flores returning or not. I feel like that's there's so yeah. there's so many things that are gonna determine what happens that don't even have to do with quarterback. Um are, would you rather invest in someone like Daniel Hunter, who's one of still one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL, which is a very important position to be good at, or do you wanna, you know, bring back a quarterback who has only led your team to one playoff win and now he's getting older and I know he's playing like at a high level when he got hurt, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. His body is clearly, you know, not the, not what it was even two years ago, three years ago. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big question. I know, I know they want him back. Uh, Kevin O'Connell and has, has, he's, I think he said, I, Kirk, Kirk knows how I feel about him. So that's kind of like, he knows I w- would want him back if he wants to come back. But obviously, you know, I think Quasi, I know Fomenza also said, like, you know, in order for him to come back, you know, a negotiation has to take place. So he's 
like you said, they're not going to just be like giving him a blank check and be like, you know, whatever, whatever you want. Just come just, you know, you you, you want to like rent out the pool and the TCO performance center every week. Fine. You can do whatever you want. Um, it's all yours. No, they're not going to do that because they know they have to be smart and they have a lot of people to pay. Justin it's Jefferson, Christian Derrissaw. Oh, wait, um, pool thing in there. Oh, yeah. They need to find those things are dangerous, though. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. like ever been a wave pool in the summer it's like you're just buried by humanity well, i mean you go <laughs> i go in the ocean that's like that real wave pool uh so i think i'd be more afraid of sharks than actual for people, sure but for sure yes for sure. <laughs> um and they need to like one thing they're not talking about is like they need to find a running back uh this offseason because madison's not it like they can keep him but he he should not be rb1 again. but they don't matter though they don't have a soul adam yeah you don't i mean check out pff you, <laughs> You don't have to sign one. You can draft one. Look at Devin uh, right. A-Chain or whatever his name is. Um, like you don't. Need, but they need to find someone else for that. You know, are they going to re-sign Dalton Reisner? I think like that's going to be something as well. There's just there's a lot they need to figure out this offseason that's kind of going to... Kirk Cousins, I don't think as much as he would like to think he's their top priority this offseason, I don't, I don't know if he is because Kevin O'Connell just showed you that they can win. Without Kirk Cousins, um, and they won. Guess they they won before they got Kirk Cousins too. A lot of people forget that. Everyone's like, "Oh, now you're gonna see what happens at the Vikings without Kirk Cousins." And it's like they won two NFC North titles and you went got to the what you wanted. Yeah, and they went to the NFC Championship before he got there, like like the four years. So I think uh, they'll be okay. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, it's gonna be quite the interesting off season. But you know, we don't want to look too far ahead because you know. It's Saints week, and we hate to say. Yeah, let, let's steer things back to the present here. Chris Shad, Adam Patrick here, the Viking Age podcast. If you're watching, feel free to give us a like, a comment, share, and subscribe. That way you never miss a new episode, and we uh, have something to talk about on the show. Let's talk about Justin Jefferson, Who? because he is currently on injured reserve. Still has not been activated, but the Vikings opened his practice window. So the injury was suffered week five against the Chiefs. It's placed on IR, which means you have to uh, you have to spend four weeks on the list on the sideline before you can come back. By opening his practice window, the Vikings now have 21 days to either activate him or shut him down for the season. A lot of people sitting there going like, aha, Justin Jefferson is back. Not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. Kevin O'Connell had a couple of telling quotes this week. Uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show where he said, I can tell you one thing, Justin is so important, not for every opportunity this season, but for many, many more, hopefully years to come as a Minnesota Viking. So we're going to make sure that we're ultra sensitive to getting him back to 100% before he's out there. Pat McAfee in response said, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, totally cool. Um, then... Uh, during Wednesday's press conference, Kevin O'Connell said uh, playing Justin Jefferson on Sunday would be a little aggressive. Mm -hmm. So should Justin Jefferson play against the Saints on Sunday, Adam? No, it doesn't sound like and all those stuff like Schefter and all them. Are, and I think Florio, too, are like he's not playing. Um, and, you know, if if they don't feel like he's ready, he shouldn't. And hamstrings are weird. They're, you know, it's, you can feel like you're, you're ready to go one day and then the next day kind of you wake up and it's, it's sore again. Um, so, you know, they know to take this kind of with, with, I, I don't know if kid gloves are the, the, uh, appropriate term, but like just take more precautions. Also, he's like the best non quarterback in the NFL. So you don't want to, you, you're going to need him if you want to get in the playoffs and actually do something. So, 
um, these next few games where they got the Saints, the Bears, and who else do they have? The Broncos. The so Broncos. Saints, Broncos, Bears, and then you have the bye week. The, they just proved they can win on the road. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Road against a team who's leading the division, the Falcons. Like, say what you will want about them. They're, they're leading the NFC South. Not that that's a good division, but whatever. It's they went in there and they won. So they they've proven they can win without Jeff. They've proven the last four. They won. They beat the Niners without Justin Jefferson. So um, they can win without him. You don't want to rush him back. I think. I honestly think waiting until the bye week to activate him would be the best case scenario. Um, unless he's just like, dude, I I'm fine. Let me out there. Justin Jefferson is going to be like a factor too because he 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 knows his body probably better than anybody else. Um, but. Yeah, you don't want to risk him going out there and getting re-injured. So, but I would have no problem if they wait until the bye because then you got after the bye, you've got games against what the Raiders, two against the Lions, the Bengals. So you're gonna need him to beat those teams, not the Raiders, um, but the Lions and, and Bengals. I don't think he plays Sunday, and I think that's a good idea. I mean, you don't absolutely need him to beat the Saints. No, like you, you could beat them with. Jordan Addison and TJ oh, Hawkinson, yeah. who's got a ridge. I, I mean, there's enough weapons where you could make this happen. Um, if they lose to the Saints, I think that's where things get interesting because now you balance it between, okay, we want them 100%, but we, we need to win games here. They ha- currently have a one-game lead over the Commanders and the Falcons for the final wildcard spot. Obviously, they have the tiebreaker against the Falcons right now after beating them at, uh, I was going to call it the Georgia Dome, uh, Mercy Atlanta on Sunday. Um, It's still the Georgia Dome to me, damn it. I don't care. But um, like you said, 21 days, (laughs) they they could activate it uh, right after the the Bears game. So, I mean... You don't need them to beat the Saints. You don't need them to beat the Broncos. You probably don't need them to beat the Bears. Like, those are three games that you could sit there. And if you do that, you get an extra month. Then he comes back, plays in Las Vegas. Then you got a game at Cincinnati. Probably going to need him there. Then you got two out of your next three against the Lions and another game against the Packers that you're probably going to need for a playoff spot. So that last stretch, I think, is the window they're looking at. And maybe, maybe he plays on a limited basis against the Bears where... You know, he's out there and then, you know, if the game gets out of hand, they kind of pull him back. I wouldn't play him on Sunday. I, I guess that's it. I, I would use a little bit of extra caution. If you were playing the Lions on Sunday, I would run him out there. But playing the Saints, it's not bad. And I think Sunday will tell us a lot. If they go out and they fall on their place without Justin Jefferson, I think he plays that Sunday at Denver. If uh, if they beat him handily, you know, they look at Sean Payton's Broncos and Everybody's like mutiny and everything. I, I I found it funny that, you know, everybody's like the Broncos are going to have this fire sale. Who the fuck is going to want anybody on the Broncos? You want <laughs> Cortland Sutton? You, here's Cortland Sutton. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, everyone. Uh, no. Patrick Sertain. Like, uh, yeah, but they didn't want to th- that him. was probably a very high ask. Nice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I mean, don't don't overblow this. I mean, you need Justin Jefferson to make any sort of run down the stretch. And I, I think you just play things out on Sunday, see how it goes and take it on a week to week basis because you have 21 days. You have a team that's surging right now. See what you need. If you need Justin Jefferson, you got him in your back pocket. If not, coast through the next three weeks and see where you're at. I honestly think the Bears game is probably the earliest he would come back if he was going to come back. Because I, I think the you know the, the Vikings are on the road in Denver, um, and the altitude might have something to do with you know the yeah. Vikings. Not not like you need more oxygen in your your body when you're up there, and maybe that does that put more strain on the muscles. Um, so is that you know something? And it's grass. It's outside. You don't want him slipping, even though he did injure himself in U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, but. I think the Bears team would probably be the earliest he would come back if between these three games, um, if not if not the bye, because he's at home, he knows his surroundings, um, and he'll have another week to rest. So the Bears game, yeah, maybe you 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 can ease him back in, get him on a little, little pitch count that game, get him some some reps with with Josh Dobbs or whoever's at quarterback by then, um, and then you give him the bye week, get him two weeks to get ready for the next game, then you. He can go full go, whatever. After that, I was gonna say something, and I totally spaced out because I had like five <laughs> different trains of thought. Um, how about we just get to the Vikings and the Saints preview? You, you okay? You got anything else to add on Justin Jefferson? Or I don't. I just want him to be healthy, and I, I, I just want, I, I just want him to be healthy and happy, man. I, I want. I, I trust this Vikings uh, regime or or injury staff to take the correct approach. I don't think they're gonna. It's not the you know. It's not the you're not going to make the club in the tub uh, mindset that the uh, last regime had. Mike Zimmer would have cut <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Right. I got I got uh, BC Johnson waiting for it. Take your spot. I was going to say he didn't start him when he was a rookie. Uh, Could have uh, probably uh, made the playoffs that year if he did. Uh, uh, I don't, who knows? That defense <laughs> is pretty bad too. But um, <laughs> let's talk about Vikings and Saints. Vikings playing their first game at home since defeating the 49ers on October 23rd. It is a 12 p.m. kickoff at U.S. Bank Stadium. Both teams are five and four. Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth will be on the call for Fox. I I think it's a little bit better than I'm not a big Mark Schlereth guy because I don't know. It's just kind of like last week. There is that. I can't remember the Falcons linebacker name, but he was basically like grabbing everybody. He's like, it's not pass interference. They don't call it. (laughs) You know, he he is right. I also don't like Mark Schler because like I remember when I was a kid, he was like on they played it on Sports Center. He was like on one of those soap operas like Days of Our Lives or whatever. Not going to not going to criticize. And they kept like talking about his hands for like five minutes or what seemed like five minutes It's like. Hands are so, you know, and nothing against people who watch soap operas. I mean, we watch pro wrestling and that's basically like soap opera in its own right. But, um, yeah, it's an all right. The action network favors the saints by two and a half points on the road. Adam, what are the keys to defeating the saints on Sunday? I mean, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Like pretty much like you have all, you, you can beat this team. The saints are not, they're not good. Um, I don't care. You know, Derek Carr's firing or whatever, or they're not good. Um, they don't have a good. I don't think they have a good coach. Um, they don't have a good quarterback. Alvin Kamara, he's okay this year. He hasn't really done a whole lot. Um, Chris Olave is good, but doesn't seem like him and Derek Carr are on the same page. Um, he's got to catch those balls deep. like ten yards out of bounds, man. What the hell is he yeah. doing? <laughs> Show some yeah. effort. For- um, and I just think Brian Flores' defense is just going to eat Derek Carr alive. Like he's. Just gonna bring the house. Like, did you see that? Was it the against the Falcons where where Daniel Hunter lined up over the center and just like 
where you done and then he got a full star. <laughs> so he's like, ah, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, I just I, I don't I don't think the Saints are good. And I think the only way they could the Saints would win is just like if the Vikings have a total meltdown and Josh Dobbs throws a bunch of pick sixes or, or fumbles near their own end zone. Like as long as they play their football, I, I don't have any lack of confidence in uh, in the Vikings. Win. It could be a close game just because that's what the Vikings do. But in terms of feeling like, oh, no, you know, this this tough opponent, the Saints, how are the Vikings going to beat them? I, I have no worries at all. I went full uh, Judd Zolgad for my, uh, oh my full God. predictions. Just a full page. It's one page of notes. The first one was actually just go. some math I was trying to scribble down and whatever. But um, here's, here's what concerns. So the Saints passing defense is actually pretty good. Uh, they're allowing 5.4 net yards per attempt. That's fifth in the NFL right now. Uh, but they're also allowing 4.4 yards per carry. Now, of course, the Vikings running game isn't good because Alexander Madison is on pace for the third lowest yards per carry by a Viking starter in history. Um, and terrible. and they have no other <laughs> options. Like, I, I, I don't even know what they do at the, like, do they start giving Kanae Wongwu carries? Do they call up Dwayne McBride from the practice squad and just say, "Please don't." I, I mean, well, well, I mean, they have to do something. Yeah, like they don't trust know, Ty Chandler. Like Miles, Miles Gaskin was just released, so I feel like they're probably going to do that. Probably bring him back, back and um, have him. As but not like, like I, I guess, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Ty Chandler every time he touches the ball, he looks pretty good, but for some reason. They don't like to give them the ball. It's the Zimmer thing. It's like you don't see him practice. I see him practice. It's got to be like, yeah, it's got to be like pass blocking or, or something like that that we just don't see immediately where you got to go back and look and see like, oh. Let me give it to CJ Ham a couple of times. See what happens. <laughs> just, I don't know. They're paying him enough. Um, so here, here's what I noticed, though. Um, the Saints run defense, a little leaky. But uh, it's especially leaky against running quarterbacks, which the Vikings have Ooh. one now in Josh Dobbs. Uh, oh, yeah. the saints, and I got this off of NOLA.com. I don't have the, uh, guy's name. I, I gave him credit in this week's five bowl predictions article. So you can read about it too. But, uh, the saints have allowed 243 rushing yards to quarterbacks this year. That's third in the NFL. They have allowed five quarterbacks to rush for 30 yards. Those quarterbacks are Bryce young, a little bit mobile, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Jordan love, <laughs> And Tyson Bajan, who had 70 rushing yards last year, uh, last week, excuse me, uh, in the loss to the Saints. So so this goes deeper. This is pretty impressive. The Saints have allowed eight runs of 20 yards or more uh, this season. Five of those are by quarterbacks. Uh, 14 of 43 quarterback runs against the Saints this year have moved the chains for a first down. Eight of those have come on third or fourth down. Josh Nobbs has had 30 or more yards rushing in six games this year. He had 66 yards and a touchdown with a key run on a fourth and seven against the Falcons. And he is second among quarterbacks this season with 324 yards rushing. I am not saying run zone read all damn day, but Josh Dobbs legs, especially scrambling could be a big factor and they could help the Vikings offense. Also the Saints defense doesn't get pressure. Uh, they have a 19.7% pressure rate. It's 24th in the NFL. And uh, the Vikings could get Christian Derrissaw back. He was a limited participant in practice. We're recording this Thursday morning. So things can change very quickly around here. But uh, when I look at it, I'm going to pick the Saints and I'll tell you why. One, Taysom Hill has come on strong for the Saints the last couple of weeks. He's got five I touchdowns. Uh, he's a pain that. in the ass, basically. <laughs> 
Uh, he might have a better arm than the Saints starting quarterback, Derek Carr. Uh, five of six, Ooh, 72 yeah. yards and a touchdown. And you look at the other weapons, like this is such a weird Saints team. Like, I agree with you. There is a scenario where the Saints come out and they just look like dog shit. And Brian Flores pressures mm-hmm. Derek Carr. They can't get the ball to Chris Olave. Rashid, can't even say his name. Rahid, Rashid, Rahid. Yep. Is that it? Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm not uh, trying to offend. I, I just got like my wires crossed because I don't have it written down. But, um, you know, Chris Olave has been under 60 yards in the last three games. Derek Carr is throwing balls 10 out of bounds. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? Go catch that. It's like, well, I, I could, but like, it's just not worth it. Rashid Shahid. Rashid Shahid. Excuse me. Yep. Um, Alvin Kamara's career low 3.6 yards per carry. Like Taysom Hill is probably the, the deciding factor. And the other thing is this, the turnovers. Um, the Saints mm-hmm. are first in the NFL with 18 takeaways. They have 13 takeaways mm. in the last five games. Now they got five against the Bears who, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, but they're fifth in turnover percentage. They're first in interceptions. The Vikings are st- still third in the league in turnover percentage. They've had a turnover in every game this season. And Josh Dobbs is eighth in the NFL in turnover worthy plays, according to Pro Football Focus. Rip them and then use them to your advantage, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it comes down to a clueless head coach by the Saints. Like they, he is just as effective as Arthur Smith is for the Falcons. And I don't know what, what's after all that rambling. What's your prediction for Sunday? Um, I think the Vikings will win, but I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a one score game, but I think it'll be probably not a field goal, but by like five or six. Um, just because like the, the Saints aren't terrible. Like they can compete. Obviously, they've won five games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four or five. Um, so they're not terrible, but I just I think they're like they they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, and then when they have to step up, they don't. Um, so I, I feel like the Saints can. Well, the Vikings will come in, and and, and they're going to be at home. So Derek Carr is going to be like, ah, I, I can't hear. Um, no, I think the last time Derek Carr played in Minnesota, he was terrible. Um, I think that was the game where Kirk Cousins threw like 10 times because um, the Vikings were just winning by so much. I think that was against um, the Falcons, the one-year thing. It was, bo- it was both because uh, – because, um, um, I think you're right. Let me look. 2019, actually. Um, yes. Because that was, that was like the game before the Bears game when everyone was like freaking out um, and Diggs had his – Big uh, well, he got a cold. Sorry, Diggs. Um, but he had a big his big fiasco. But it didn't it didn't go well. But Adam Thielen asked for opportunities, and the whole world exploded. <laughs> but okay, uh, Derek Carr against the Vikings. He, uh, you know, he didn't do too bad actually. Um, but they lost thirty four to fourteen. Um, yes. but still, um, Kirk only threw twenty one times in that game. By the way, but yes, obviously, oh, yeah, Derek Carr threw for two forty two. Two touchdowns, one interception, but he was sacked four times. Um, so yeah, he didn't do a whole lot. Um, but but either way, like, do you see Derek Carr and you're like, oh, does anyone shake in their boots when uh, they see Derek Carr on the schedule? Um, I know, I think it was PFF or somebody else put out a graphic like all the quarterbacks the face on their schedule and they're like not that good. Um, and then I just replied like they lost to Jared to to Jordan Love. Um, so this means this means nothing. They can lose to anybody. And that it's not like they're the Lions or the Chiefs or anybody who can just be like cruising along. Um, but yeah, and I just want them to beat the Saints because I don't like the Saints. Never have. They're the probably the Vikings' biggest non-divisional rival for multiple reasons. Um, mostly uh, bad and illegal and annoying. Um, and and as speaking of Taysom Hill, that made me 
It made me think of when uh, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, uh, what do you call him, uh, future Hall of Famer, and they had to lock him down. Yeah. Um, for that contract. <laughs> How's that going? <clears throat> it's funny. They get to play the Saints, and then the next week they get to play Sean Payton. So, uh, you know, I d- get all those guys. Lots a double fun. dose. So, so yeah, I, I I think the Vikings will win. Let's say 27-21. Um, I think the vibes are too good right now for the Vikings. And I like I think everybody right now in their head just has them marching into Cincinnati, riding, what would it be? So they were one and four, I don't know, eight or nine game winning, like, you know, marching into Cincinnati and taking on Joe Burrow with this big winning streak. Mm-hmm. I think they slip up somewhere oh, yeah. along the way. And I think it might be Sunday and it might be against the Vegas, or Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Ugh, I want to say Raiders and Vegas and like that really just did Vegas. not come out right. That's funny. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they um, would be they would be nine and four if they kept winning until they put the Bengals. Thank you. So, so yeah, I, I think they'll trip up at some point. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Sunday. Um the Vikings aren't good at home, by the way, either, which is kind of yeah. weird. Um, I think three of their loss is are at home. So um if I can talk here, I think the Saints win 23-21. Um and I was going to say, you know, a lot of there's been a, there was a lot of excitement to come out of that game, a lot of you know, you know, optimism now. And you know what happened after the Bills game last? They had that big win, Buffalo. Following week, they pooped the bed against the Cowboys. Like they got steamrolled by the Cowboys. Now I don't think the Saints are going to do that, but yeah, like I could see them slipping up too. But the thing that makes me not think that way is the Vikings beating the Niners, and then six days later going on the road and having no problem beating the Packers. So I think I think this team is better suited to you know keep it keep it going than last year's team was, where they would get a big win and then there'd be a big letdown. Mostly because of the defense, because the defense is so much better this year. Um, and it might actually be the better unit at this point in the season with Kirk Cousins injured and, and Justin Jefferson. Um, and they're fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Like that Caleb Evans fumble, um, that was huge. That was a turning point in in the Falcons game when, when B. John Robinson got one of his two touches and fumbled. Um, like, <laughs> it's, it's literally, if you want to make some money on some prop bets, uh, B. John Robinson under touches is like money right it's now. Gotta be, it's it's got to be getting lower. Like, Oh man, just yeah. You yeah. said he had a, a five minute ex- explanation for why you know he's processes not and the ball. explanations and outcomes and uh, yeah. That's that's the thing. Like, do those coaches, ball, buddy? Those coaches never last. The ones that are always like, oh, you know, you guys don't understand, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. You you guys don't. If you guys knew how like the tape and what we saw, then you you would understand. Those coaches never like. Arthur Smith, uh, who's the coach of the Lions? That was a big giant idiot. Uh, Matt Patricia, yes. Um, Josh McDaniel. Zimmer, to a degree, was that way towards the end. A little bit, yeah. Mostly because he just wanted Mar Stefan. He just greatest nose tackle. That wasn't him though. That was um, Andre Patterson. Patterson. Yeah, but that yes, wasn't, same regime. Was, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but I think most mostly Zimmer just didn't want to answer any of Thomason's questions, so he just said anything he would. <laughs> to avoid um this. yeah um so just hoping yeah not you're hoping not for a letdown on sunday but it, it is it is possible because i mean sounds like the you know minnesota's pretty happy right now with the timberwolves they're, they're playing pretty well um 
so they got that going for them too. I don't, I don't know how the wild are doing. Uh, they're they're collecting more thirty year olds. Cool, um, that's cool. Yeah, cheap though. I hope because they don't have much money, right? Yeah, they don't they don't have a lot of it's a salary cap. You know, very fake, sympathetic though. for a uh, for a team that created their own fifteen million salary cap. It's not real though, right? For players yeah. who aren't around the team anymore. Um, cap's not real though, right? In hockey, it's very real. <laughs> like you can't you can't kick money down the road in hockey. You gotta you gotta pay up front. So no, no, uh, you can't put four void years on on everyone's contract. I'm sure they'll get another like fourth liner to add some grit at the trade deadline or something. Um, yeah, it's it's totally great. Hey, speaking I, of good things going on, what's going on at the Viking Age right now? Oh, before we get that, I had one last question for you. I was gonna say. How much credit do you give Quasi Dofamensa for making the trade to get Josh Dobbs? Oh, there's a lot of credit. I mean, an available starter, because he was a starter with the Cardinals. And granted, the Cardinals were just stop gapping it until Kyle Murray was ready. But I mean, the guy had decent. I mean, it was probably the best move that they could have come up with where you don't give up a lot. I think we talked about this. You don't give up a lot. You need a guy with starting experience. It's not like you're trying to plug in Drew Locke. A guy who's a backup and like just being like, all right, Drew, go ahead and win the game. No, like Josh Dobbs, although he didn't win many games in Arizona, has experience to. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we'll see how Kyler turns out. And they went to the Super Bowl. They were nine. Kyler 2.0. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I I think I'm just I'm excited because Josh Dobbs has never really been a starter before this year. And he's getting his opportunity. and He's making the most of it. and there's been quarterbacks like that in the past. You know, we, you know, he's a Hall of Famer now, but Kurt Warner, like he just, that opportunity fell into his lap back in the day, 99 or whatever, when, when Trent Green got hurt. And, uh, you know, so the Rams put all this money into Trent Green and then they're like, sorry, Kurt Warner is amazing. You have to go somewhere. Else. Um, so I think that'll be interesting to see, like, in terms of what, what Josh Dobbs does, you know, if he, convinces the Vikings that they don't need to resign Kirk Cousins. Even if they don't get Dobbs, they can they can find someone else to come in and, and still win games. Um so it's gonna be uh an exciting next few weeks, I think. Hopefully. Let's just well we'll let's say hopefully. <laughs> What's going on at the Viking Age? Uh we got your bold predictions tomorrow. Um not as much content this week because I've been uh melting my brain watching two crazy kids uh on my own. But uh we still got a bunch of good stuff. We had a mock draft up the other day we had your predictions for the rest of the season that went up i think yesterday um and yeah we'll have stuff covering the game and reactions and everything afterwards um it's just i feel like this season's been fun like it started it started kind of a bummer and like the last few weeks like after that niners win it's just been it's been very enjoyable um so it's a it's been a fun year to cover the vikings for sure and it's been a blast to follow you on twitter as well where can people find you on social media at Adam Patrick NFL. No more straight cash homie. Sorry. For now. Um a yeah. L- little more straight, but yes. Yeah, Adam Patrick NFL on uh Twitter, X, whatever that is, and and threads. Follow me over on threads too, trying to get more people over there because people are a little nicer. Um for now. Um and it's uh, seems to be a growing NFL community over there. And there's a bunch of Vikings fans over there already too. So go go check me out on threads too. Chris too as well on threads. Yes, at the real Chris Shot, as you can see right below. But that's all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast today. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad, and we'll talk to you next time on the Viking Age podcast.
at Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.